This is the We Can Do Better podcast with Adam O'Leary, talking about Michigan's second Senate district, featuring stories from Detroit, Gross Point, Amtramic, Harper Woods, and Highland Park, told by the people doing the work, and myself, Senator Adam O'Leary. All right, we've got uh, Dr. Hurley from the Michigan Association of State Universities. Uh, Dr. Hurley, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, a little about yourself. Sure, uh, Dan Hurley, CEO of the Michigan Association of State Universities. We're the coordinating board for the state's 15 public universities. We have 15 public we universities? Have 15 of them. I bet it's a tongue twister to have to say them all at once, uh, which I don't want to yeah, make Yeah, there's do no acronym that neatly lays them out. Um, but yeah, 15 great universities, and we're somewhat unique in the nation of having a voluntary member association consisting of all of the public universities, okay. not just you know, the, the research universities mm -hmm. or the regional public comprehensive. So um, it's a great role. Um, uh, I'm a graduate of three of them. Which um, three? Uh, Grand Valley State, Ferris State, and Western Michigan. Okay. Odd being an Oakland County kid myself. Um, but uh, had a great experience at all of them, and uh, I absolutely serve, uh, love serving as a champion for the universities. Um, and it, the group serves as the coordinating board for the, the 15 public universities. So a lot of advocacy, a lot of collaboration around student success and other uh, initiatives that uh, the universities uh, join hands around. Awesome. I, I think, uh, it, one, we appreciate you coming on. And I, I think the second part of that is public schools get a lot of talk these days, right? From the presidential level to the governor's budget to people, everyone is talking about college affordability and, you know, my generation versus your generation versus kids who are in school or going to school. And can you talk a little bit about how different public school education is and how it's changed over the last 20 years? Yeah, well, from the, the you know, U.S. public universities, um, you know, Michigan, uh, like the rest, college affordability has been the big issue uh, in yeah. the last many, many years. Um, the, the value, the return on investment of a college degree continues to grow and grow. So even though college education is now more expensive than it's ever been, you're still getting a, a bigger return on it every year? Uh, absolutely. And I, two points on that. One is just the marketplace is rewarding those with uh, really any post-secondary credential, but the real value add is at the four-year degree level and higher. Um, a key point, though, is that, yes, while you are seeing tuition prices, the advertised tuition prices going up each year, a lot of that is uh, based on state disinvestment over the years. Uh, for example, Michigan is now one half of the national average in terms of state support per student. Wait, 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 wait. So as a state, we have, as we said, public education is more important now than it's ever been at, at the post-secondary level. As a state, we've been disinvesting more and more. So we have disinvested almost a billion dollars since the, the turn of the century. The last, uh, uh, we certainly took some real uh, hits during the Great Recession. There has been uh, a slow reinvestment in the last several years, but even that hasn't kept up with just basic inflation. So we're still falling behind. But a key point, and this is really uh, a key for the public to, to know, is that um, between federal aid, some limited state financial aid and a tremendous amount of institutional financial aid, the actual net cost of attendance, of attending a public university, has remained flat at many universities and actually has gone down at several universities. So Since when? Um, well, actually over the last several years. In really? I mean, you never hear anybody exactly. say that. I mean, the, the statement is always college, more expensive this year than it was last yeah. year, 
more expensive last year than the year before. Like just yeah. And, and on one hand, is like I, I I'm, I'm very very thankful for the media, but sometimes they're not helpful with those blazing headlines because it, right. it scares people away. Um, and so I think it's very important uh, for parents, for students of all income backgrounds to absolutely um, do a little homework, find out what you're interested in, what school, um, and it, what the actual costs are. And, um, you know, the, the lower uh, uh, income background you come from, the, obviously the, the more uh, financial aid you're going to qualify for. And it's always a challenge. I'm not going to say it's an easy task finding those dollars, but it's absolutely achievable given uh, the universities now, just the public universities, provide almost a billion dollars a year in need-based financial aid. That's a lot of it money. It's a lot of money. So, um, yeah. so how has affordability changed? I think that's the buzzword right now. It's affordability as people are saying, you know, we need free college. Or You said that lower-income folks, there are more options. Is that the case? How, how does somebody look at that? I mean, can everyone go to college and pay for it? Um, I think the answer is yes. At a Michigan public university, um, you have heard uh, a growing concern over the last decade about student debt. Yep. And so a lot of individuals... I can speak to that. I yep. still, I've graduated from undergrad 12 years ago and from grad school 10 years ago, and I'm still paying student loans. Yeah, but you are highly successful, so it was a good investment. <laughs> yeah, just, when uh, I'm still paying on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, but uh, so it's so there's kind of more debt financing of, of college education. Um, what's interesting, going back to kind of uh, screaming headlines, is the proverbial uh, uh, graduate um, or maybe even dropout who owes $100,000 a year and is a Starbucks barista. That person pretty much does not exist. A very interesting fact. The more you owe in college student loans, the less likely um, you are to default on your student loans. The people that uh, have a hard time paying back their loans owe like $5,000 or less. Wait, wait, can you, can you say that again? I've never heard that idea. So sure. the person who's got $100,000 in student loans or 60000 like myself, you know, you're, you're down in that. Those people are paying on They're their They're paying thing. off. You know why? It's because they, they, they spent so much on school, but they're often going into the professions, med school. Uh, law okay. school, yes. etc. Mm -hmm. um, the people that really struggle um, are often those individuals, and this issue uh, is particularly bad as it involves students attending for-profit colleges. Michigan, thankfully, is a state that has a very low presence of those types of institutions, but a lot of times they'll pay huge dollars to go to these schools when they could have gone to the community college down the street for the same uh, training. They pay a lot more in tuition, um, they have to borrow more, and a lot of times they, they, they're for jobs that don't pay much to begin with. So, right. um, so anyway, I just point that out as an interesting well, I, I think that was, really, that was really valuable. I mean, especially as we talk about affordability, I think the goal here is often to kind of talk about the things that people are saying and dispel some of those myths with the idea that people are like, well, the only way to get college affordable is to make it free, and I don't, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... Um, I think all stakeholders should have some skin in the game. Mm -hmm. Students, families, institutions, the state, the federal government. Um, you split it up that many ways and um, we can all afford it. Um, and, and I certainly do think it is a public good for awesome. sure, having an educated citizenry. 
So what kind of priorities, what are you guys working on over uh, with, the public, with the public universities? Well, we are certainly highly encouraged uh, about the governor's message, uh, her state of the state, right out of the box, setting an educational attainment goal. I think that was remarkably powerful. Um, it's a bully pulpit that should be used. Uh, most states have those types of goals. And the, the rationale for having... Can you just tell our listeners what the goal is? Yeah, so it's, it's for 60% uh, of the Michigan population to have some type of post-secondary credential by uh, 2030. Okay, okay, another 11 years. Right now, we're at about the 46% mark. Mm -hmm. um, and again, the, the rationale, the data uh, in terms of personal income and uh, revenues to the state, the opportunity for reinvestment uh, is remarkably supportive of that goal. So, and then of course, uh, um, right behind that were her, her goals um, or recommendations for um, new scholarship proposals. One mm -hmm. is uh, an adult reconnect to help those uh, in Michigan, uh, age 25 and older, that don't have uh, an associate's degree yet for them to receive a certificate or uh, an associate degree tuition free. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, based on her budget blueprint, the governor's budget blueprint, that may be funded in as uh, early as this coming year. Um, and then she recommended uh, two uh, scholarship proposals, uh, really it's called, it's called the My Opportunity Scholarship, yep. and there's Path 1 for free tuition-free community college and Path 2 for uh, uh, $2,500 a year tuition assistance at a state public university or independent college mm -hmm. uh, for two years. And uh, I think uh, she plans on, on um, putting that in the budget next year. Um, so um, we're, and then of course, for this coming um, uh, budget cycle, uh, she's uh, has recommended a 3% increase in operating support for the universities. And, and that is very important. Um, every, the most important basic message we certainly send every day to members of the legislature and, and the governor and the administration is that every dollar of state support to the universities is one dollar that's not going to have to be paid for directly by students and families attending college. That sounds great to me. I mean, my daughter's 18 years, 17 years away from college, but I like the idea of those dollars being less uh, growing. You know, you know, my parents talk about what it was like when they sent when they went to college versus when my sure. older siblings went to college versus me versus my little sister versus, you know, I can only imagine what my daughter's going to be paying. It's changed every year. And I refer to it as the state to student cost shift and who pays for Michigan public university mm -hmm. education. And um, right now, um, when you look, collect uh, all the 15 universities, look at uh, the two primary sources of, of dollars uh, that fund those universities. It's uh, state support, operating support, and, yep. then, and then student uh, tuition dollars. Can you dollars. say what that percentage is? Because I know That's it's where changed I was going, significantly. Yeah. Yeah, right oh. now, I mean, it used to be essentially 80-20, uh, 80% coming from the state back in the, the, the 70s, and now it's flipped. 23% of operating revenues come from the state, 77 come through uh, uh, tuition dollars. They used to be, when we talk about public institutions, they were public institutions, yeah. like schools where the majority of the money yeah. came from the public entity. But their number, I mean, you take the University of Michigan, I think they were saying it's down in the teens yeah. or something, right? Yeah, the bigger universities, yeah. There's a joke, I haven't used it uh, pretty much ever since uh, I've been back here in Michigan for the last five years, but in some other states, they will mm -hmm. often joke about being public universities then publicly assisted universities and then um, um, state-located universities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not there yet. For context, though, um, uh, nationally, when you look at public higher education, states pay about 52 percent, 
students 48%. Right. So you see in Michigan, we're really kind of on, on one end of the scale. But that would mean significant changes towards affordability if we shifted, you know, even 10%. So if the, the share of that tuition hike was, you know, 60% on students and 40% on the state, that'd make a big difference. It'd make a huge difference. You know, and it's going to take many, many years to do it, um, but hopefully that's a direction we can all row in because there is, uh, um, you know, just a, a huge ROI, not just for the individuals who earn college degrees, but the revenues that they provide back to the state in terms of all the earnings revenue mm -hmm. is a good thing. And then I often make the argument that from a fiscally conservative standpoint, investment in higher ed is a very smart strategy because the higher level of educational attainment individuals have, the less likely they have a need for social insurance programs, public assistance programs, That's you name it, whether it's food stamps, housing subsidies, uh, corrections, prisons, et cetera. Um, so uh, I certainly make that point as well. Sounds like a great point. Okay, so we like to leave with a you know, solution. We like to say, hey, how do you fix this? Not the solution, no, you know, no silver bullets, no magic wands, but what is a way that we can make our public institution stronger? ways that we can deal with affordability, what's a solution? You know, uh, it's a great question. Thank you for asking it. And uh, it's, the, my answer would probably be about the most uh, traditional, uh, old school response, and that is simply let your locally elected state representative or state senator know about the importance of college affordability. Um, whether you have kids or your neighbor have kids or nieces and nephews, um, it's really important for uh, the public good and for your communities, for the state, from an economic, uh, social, and civic uh, perspective altogether. So simply uh, letting your voice be heard. Well, what's that policy? I mean, what does affordability look like? What should people be advocating? Because I think everyone is saying free college or make it more affordable. What's the What's the policy? What's the actual change? So that's a good point, and, and I would say I'd still probably be a little bit uh, nebulous about it, and that is... Cagey guy, you know, cagey veteran. Yeah, you well, know, I mean, I, I think we certainly support any new investment, I mean, because mm -hmm. there's been so little of it. Um, so we, uh, at the most basic level, we certainly encourage or support the, the governor's budget plan. Okay, we, and we'll, maybe let's talk about that. So let's say... The governor's budget plan. How does a citizen learn to talk about that? What should they be saying? What What does that do for the public universities? What's that do to you? Well, in in this case, um, it, it's a, a three percent increase, and that three percent increase, if it is realized, will help mitigate tuition increases uh, this coming fall. It's a direct um, relationship there. The state provides dollars. The universities don't have to charge uh, the uh, students as much for tuition. So that's a you know, that's the, the most, you know, basic message that I think that can be sent. So um, we support the free community college uh, plan. Mm -hmm. And certainly uh, when that comes into effect, hopefully next year, as well as the governor's uh, scholarship proposals for the four-year institutions. And so the, the way that program works is either free two years uh, of community college or two years at a public university, right? Yeah, two years at a public university or an independent college in the state. We have 30-some of those, I think. Um, and that's a $2,500 a year of tuition assistance for the first two years. And uh, that's the way it was uh, um, described in the, in the governor's state of the state address. Mm -hmm. And um, I think there will be legislation uh, describing that uh, released in the coming weeks. And, and that may be revised a little bit, some aspects of yeah. that plan. But, yeah, that's 
That's it in a nutshell. So that's something that we would be very excited about seeing, right? Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about what that would do to some of these public schools? Like, is that a deferral? Is that a deference of, of some of the public or of the um, the cost sharings that they do, or some of those types of things? How do you implement a program like that? Well, uh, I, I, it's essentially it's a direct uh, state to student uh, program, mm -hmm. uh, typically. So it's uh, like a voucher. You know, you have a coupon, uh, and I know vouchers are touchy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a touchy but, subject. Uh, I mean, I don't, but I don't you know, know if you're going to get it passed if you're saying it's like well, a voucher. Well, the interesting thing is, though, is, um, it, but you need uh, support from, you know. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a various, bipartisan thing. Various aisles, and so sometimes uh, that that works for this case. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, it goes right to the students, and they would apply it, and um, you know, that would, uh, based on that rate, uh, shave off 20, 25% of, of tuition costs um, for the, most of our universities. That would be a huge, huge difference. So how do people get in touch with you if they want more information about some of these topics or they're looking for some of this data so that when they go talk to their state rep, their state senator, the governor, that they have some of the data, some of the information you provided? Sure. I would direct everyone to our website, which is masu.org. And that's Michigan Association of State Universities, the acronym MASU.org. Uh, and we have a, quite a bit of information online, and certainly our contact, mm -hmm. my contact information is on there. And be happy to provide any more data, uh, any more information, and, and help, obviously, connect people with resources as well. Right. Uh, let me also throw out one other um, uh, website. It's a new statewide campaign we have to try to boost enrollment and promote the value of a four-year degree. And it's called getmydegree.org. Wait, getmydegree.org? That yes. sounds real simple. It does, and yeah. So easy it's, to follow. It's uh, where my organization's website is more kind of policy oriented. Right. This one is very much geared towards students and families. And it's getmydegree.org. It has great information on how to uh, access um, federal student aid, uh, links to the university website, student testimonials, and a lot of other information really championing the value of a college degree. And um, the one data point we have on there is that, on average, uh, students attending one of the Michigan public universities pay 40% less than the full cost of attendance. And that's really key, going back to our, yeah, our, that's, our point. That's great. Of, and that's a huge, again, on average, it's going to vary, um, but a 40% discount rate when you factor in all forms of uh, financial aid, federal, state, and institutional. So Michigan residents aren't necessarily paying that sticker price, even though stickers going up a little bit every year. Yes, correct. Cool. Well, Dan, thanks so much for, for you know, coming in and sharing some of your expertise. Do you have any parting words or things that anybody needs to know about our public schools, our public uh, universities? Just, we are blessed with 15 great universities, uh, wonderful reputation on a national and global scale. And if you're even thinking uh, of attending uh, college, um, give it, you know, uh, give it the due thought because there's a huge uh, return on investment, not just in terms of uh, economic prosperity and earnings, but um, just a much happier life uh, in terms of uh, enjoying your work and having more mobility and doing things that you really like to do. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and maybe next time you'll have a cool acronym for us. Sure. Thanks. This has been the We Can Do Better podcast with Senator Adam O'Leary. Thank you for listening to our guests as we talked about how we can do better.